thanks to Tony for preaching last week. It was a, what I hear, a wonderful time. Part of the reason I'm excited today is that I feel like I missed out last week. Uh, and so I'm expecting the Holy Spirit to do something great this week. Uh, Mary was telling me just before I left that she had a dream last night, and it was a bunch of soldiers, you know, like little wooden soldiers that were burned. And she woke up uh, thinking the scripture from Nehemiah that says, can these stones live again, burned as they are with fire? And she felt like there was something of people, they represented people who had been burnt, either in circumstances with life or in leadership in churches or even with a wrong concept of God, but that God wanted to restore people. So if that's you today, if you're here and you've been burnt, or if you listen to this online later on, God wants to restore you, that you get to be a part of what he's doing. Lord, we just thank you for your presence here, even as we've worshiped. Thank you for just the this overwhelming sense of your goodness and your love. Jesus, it's just amazing that as we exalt you, as we magnify you, you just touch us. And so we open our hearts to you for understanding and for your touch. Amen. Just a quick review. We've been talking about effective kingdom ministry. We're all ministers. We're all called to be ministers. It's not for a few. It's for all of us. Uh, you better make a note of that because I'm going to give you an opportunity by the end to do something. But we, we're talking about turning from, a few weeks ago, from rebellion and selfishness and submitting to the lordship of Jesus. Uh, that our purpose in the kingdom and kingdom ministry is to glorify Jesus, not us. It's not about us looking good. It's not about our ministry. It's about glorifying him uh, and advancing his kingdom, not ours. Too often we think it's, it's about us, but we're, it's not. The key is that we do that in partnership with the Holy Spirit, whose goal is to glorify Jesus. Amazing, huh? John 16, 14 says that. So I want to talk this morning about two things, authority and power, kingdom authority and power. The word authority in the Greek is exousia, and the word power is dunamis. Uh, the translation I have tends to translate both of those as power. So I'm going to read you a number of scriptures, and then I'm going to make just a few points, and then we're going to see what, how this actually works in, in reality. Starting in Luke, chapter 135, I've been meditating on this scripture for a number of weeks, and Tony started off with it last week. So I'm going to just follow along and start off with it again, for those of you who weren't here or don't remember that he started off with it last week. The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the, the highest, that, that's translated in some translations, the most high, 
we capitalize it because we think it applies to God. There's no, no indication in the Greek that it does. It could actually say, and the highest power will come upon you. Same thing. The power of the most high or the highest and the highest power, it's the same thing. When the Spirit comes upon you and his power, it's the highest. We're going to come back to this later. But I want to read a number of, of different scriptures that will deal with some of these things. Luke 4, 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. This is where Jesus had been out in the wilderness, been led by the Spirit into the wilderness where he was tested. Uh, verse 4, I mean, verse 1 of chapter 4, it says, Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the, the, the Jordan and led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So he was filled with the Spirit, but he comes back in the power of the Spirit. Acts 1.8, hopefully you know, says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. All of those words are dunamis. They actually refer to power, actual might. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and the power of the highest overshadows you, it's referring to that word power. Back in Matthew Chapter 9 and verse 6, it's up there already, isn't it? It says, this is Jesus actually comes on the Sabbath and, uh, sorry, they, they bring a guy to him and who's paralyzed and Jesus says uh, that his sins are forgiven and they question him. And he says in verse 6, that you might know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. That word is actually exousia, it's authority. It's actually saying that you might know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, rise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he rose and departed. And when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, who had given such power Again, the word's authority. Given such authority to men. Just hang with me. Chapter 10, verse 1. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them authority, that's exousia again, over unclean spirits to cast them out to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Jesus said, behold, I give you, some translation says, I have given you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over, that's that exousia again, over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. A couple more, just. E-X-O-U-S-I-A. Huh? <laughs> I just made that up. No. <laughs> I've been looking at it for the last couple of weeks. That's actually it. Uh, Mark chapter 3, verse, nine, uh, verse 15. This is where Jesus uh, called his disciples to be with him and sent them out to preach and to have power. Again, the word is exousia, authority. To have authority to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. One more. 
And then I'll tell you why I've read all these to you. Acts chapter 3 and verse 12. This is the story of the disciples healed the guy who was uh, lame uh, as they go into the temple. And in verse 12 it says, So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power, that's dunamis, our godliness, we had made this man walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you had delivered, but you did not denied the Holy One, and it says, verse 16, and in his name, through faith in his name. It's not, the name of Jesus isn't a uh, good luck charm. It's not a talisman. If I just wave the, the name of Jesus over something, it's actually acting in his authority. It's a delegated authority. That's what it refers to. So I want to make four points, and hopefully you get this. Thing is this, you have authority to release the Holy Spirit and the overshadowing power that is in him into situations. We have authority to release the Holy Spirit. We bring the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's already in you. There's no junior Holy Spirit, as Lance said. The Holy Spirit's in you. So when you come into a situation, you're actually bringing the presence of God. And you have that authority to release the Holy Spirit into that circumstance. With him comes the power. The power of the highest or the most high. So I want you to see this. Authority in us and power in the Holy Spirit requires partnership. That's why we have to be submitted to the lordship of Jesus, dying to our own selfishness, our own plans and ideas. That's why we need relationship or intimacy with God, the ability to hear his voice, both the word and the spirit. And then we get to release his overshadowing presence and power. You still with me? The point I'm making is this. The power is not ours. It never is. It's always his. But he's given us authority to release his presence. And with his presence come, comes an overshadowing power of the Most High. Are you with me? See, we never have this idea, you know, sometimes we have this concept, and I, I've seen it myself. I was watching uh, something with my kids, uh, my grandkids when I was over there, and there was something of these superheroes, and they, they had some sort of power deals that would shoot out of their hand. Boom, you know, some bolt of power. And sometimes we think that's how we are with the Holy Spirit. I've got the power. Boom. I'm going to release something. Let me tell you, you don't have the power. And you never do. 
But you have authority. Jesus has given delegated authority, his name, to release his presence, the presence of his spirit in the circumstances. What an amazing thing. Think about that. Why in the world would Jesus delegate our, his authority to us? Why would he give it to Dylan? Why would he give it to Russ? Doesn't he know what I'm really like? Yes, he does. And that's why he never gave me the power. He gave me the authority. As long as I'm submitted to him. As long as I'm in relationship with him. It's delegated authority. It's never mine. But it's not my power. Because if it were my power, I would use it to take over the world. I would use it for what I think it should be used for. None of you else would, I'm sure. You would never do that. Wonderful thing is that when the Holy Spirit comes upon someone, his is the power of the most high. The highest power. Greater than all others. That needs to settle in your heart. His power is greater than sickness and disease. He has the power to heal. His power is greater than fear. He has the power to give peace. His power is greater than heaviness or depression. He has the power to give joy and gladness. I happen to be reading in Hebrews uh, 1.9, and it says that he was anointed. Oh, you, you did. Uh, Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. That's actually a quote from Isaiah 61, 1 and 3. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Say that. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Let me tell you, the Spirit of the Lord is already in you if you're filled with the Spirit. That's what we did last week. If you missed it, do it. don't miss out again. But for us to partner with him, we need the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to do all these things, preach good tidings to the poor, send to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim the of the captives, verse three, uh, says, and to console all who mourn, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Sometimes we think, it, it actually says heaviness, sometimes we think of heaviness as depression, but I think it's not. Sometimes I think it's just heaviness. Just a, it's like the, the weight of the world gets on us circumstances around us, and and it becomes heavy. We wouldn't say, I'm depressed, though we could be. He sets us free from that as well. But sometimes it's not quite that far, but it's still a heaviness. And And joy is gone. And this weight is gone. And he wants to come in and pour his presence, oil of 
gladness and joy. So what does that actually mean for today? Let me say this. Everyone of us here will have the opportunity to be ministered to or to minister the presence of God today. You don't have to. Well, let me tell you, you were made for this. You were made to partner with him for kingdom ministry. We were made for relationship with God, and we were made to partner with him to advance his kingdom. Both of those things. If you understand the Bible, it's very clear. Relationship with God, we come into relationship because of what he's done for us. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to deserve it. That is all of grace. It is simply God loved us so much that he gave his son. But once we're restored to relationship, we have the privilege of partnering with him to see his kingdom extended. And that requires us being in step with the Spirit. That requires obedience. That requires, you don't have to obey in order to get saved. You don't earn salvation. But how do you partner with God if you don't listen to what he says? So we're made for relationship and we're made for ministry. That's an incredible privilege. You want some purpose in life. I had uh, sent Tony a text last week that I thanked him for giving up his long weekend where he could have been away to come and preach. He said, it's not a sacrifice when you get to share the presence of God and see people's lives transformed. So, what I'd like to do today is give those who need a touch from God an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to come upon them. And the way I'd like to do it is that all the rest of us will just release the presence of God over them. There are times when we call people to the front because it's not everyone who's involved But I want you to understand, it's not the people in front who have the power of the Spirit. It's every one of us. So, the wonderful thing about uh, when the Spirit comes upon us, back to Luke 1.35. And the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us, the love of God, the grace of God, there's nothing to be afraid of. And you know what? He does supernatural things. And then when he does it, he gets all the glory. It's not that I prayed the right way or did the right things. Mary was telling me a story a couple weeks ago. And she, it was a story about a mother who was unwell. She was sick, and she asked her husband to pray for her, and he prayed, and uh, she didn't get better. And then her two-year-old said, I'll pray for mommy. Two-year-old 
put his hand on her and said, thank you, Jesus, for this food. Amen. (laughs) And she was instantly healed. Sometimes we think that I have to pray the right way. I have to say the right words. I have to do the right thing. If I pray with authority, in the name of Jesus, something will happen. I had a friend a number of years ago, evangelist, and he was sharing at a a meeting in Southern California. It was at a a football stadium at a high school. And uh, God had told them that he was going to do miracles. And he had an an invitation, and he saw this very, very tough, hard-looking gang guy pushing a lady, old lady in a wheelchair to the front. And uh, she was blind. And uh, he went over, and he's all full of faith, and began to pray in the name of Jesus. And nothing happened. And so he got louder. And he's, everything, he's got expectation, but everything he has. Nothing happened. Eventually, he walks over to the back of the stage, into the corner, kneels down and says, God, you said you were going to heal. He said, God spoke to him very clearly, said, yes, I did. But what are you doing? <laughs> and while he's over there, in the corner, saying, God, I'm so sorry. It's not about my ministry, it's about you. He hears this commotion, and he turns around, and he sees the old lady standing up with her hands up, yelling, and the gang guy on his face. God had touched her and healed her. She got out of the wheelchair, and she could see, and the guy was overwhelmed. That's the spirit the Holy Spirit coming upon someone and the power of the Most High overshadowing them. It's not us. It's not if I pray louder, I can release some power bolts. Just get in your mind. You have no power. It's him. So I'm gonna ask you to stand. And I believe that God wants to overshadow some people. And uh, three things I want to just focus on, and God's not limited to these three. But just for the sake of actual application today, I don't want to try and deal with everything, but I uh, feel like people who need the power of the Most High to overshadow them who are struggling with sickness or struggling with fear, or struggling with heaviness. And I'm going to ask you if that's you. In a moment, I'm going to ask you if you'd raise your hand. Just where you are. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. But I'm going to ask those who are around you. To gather around you. And I'm going to ask you. Who are, are gathered around them. To just pray. For the Holy Spirit to come upon them. You have authority. Just release the presence of God. I'm going to ask you, don't counsel them. Don't teach them. They don't need that. 
It's not when I teach you the truth, the power of the, Holy, of the Most High will overshadow you. When I tell you the things you should know, no, it's when the Holy Spirit comes upon someone. This is a little bit risky for those of you who, uh, who need it, feel like you might need a touch from God. The power of the, the Most High to overshadow you. I'm going to ask you if you just raise your hand where you are, right where you are. Hold it up high and just keep it there, okay? Whether it's sickness or fear or heaviness. And then I'm going to ask some of you to just gather around each of these whose hand is high. That's why I want you to keep it up real high. Okay, just a few around each person. You might have to move. This is not the most conducive auditorium for this kind of stuff. Uh, look, look behind as well, because there's, there's a few in the back. If you would just gather around and just begin to pray for the Holy Spirit to come upon them. Luke 1, 35. And the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Holy Spirit, would you just come right now? Would you come upon these as only you can do? Every one of us, go ahead and pray out loud. Just release the, uh, the, the Spirit of God. The Spirit's already in you. You can release the Spirit that, that is there. Not your Spirit, but the Spirit of God. And pray the Holy Spirit to come upon them. And then with that, pray the power of the Most High to be released, to overshadow them. Holy Spirit, even now, your power to overshadow As you're praying, pray in the Spirit. And if He gives you understanding, pray with the understanding. That's, that's what the Word says. We pray with the Spirit and the understanding. So sometimes we pray. Sometimes we find out what is it that they need. If, they're, if it's, they need to be healed, then pray that way with the, present, with the presence of God. If they need peace, Jesus says this, My peace I give to you. 
you have an authority to release the peace of God in Jesus' name. If it's heaviness, release the oil of gladness, the, the anointing of joy, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're releasing. Thank you that your presence is what we need. Thank you, Holy One. your patience if you're not praying because we sometimes we just can't rush the Holy Spirit he doesn't work to our time frame there's something that we have if I understand the scripture right of an authority to bring the presence of God into every circumstance but I think there's something bigger and that is I think we together have something to release the presence of God in our city. That the Holy Spirit would come into our city and the power of the Most High would overshadow our city. And so before we finish, I'd like us to pray that way. I've asked Tony to come and lead us. We had a time with some pastors on Thursday as we were praying and there was just something of God's hand released, I believe, over the city. Father, we come before you as intercessors for this city. Lord, we understand that you've given us a divine responsibility to hold on to your hand and be in love with you and to hold on to the hand of our city. And Lord God, we're not content to see a city that is suffering under aspects of being separated from you, impacted by sin, impacted by ill health, impacted by poverty, impacted by homelessness, impacted by broken relationships. So Father, on behalf of this city, we come before you to uphold the, this city and we ask for your divine grace and justice to come. We call down your Holy Spirit to overshadow this whole city, that this would be a region that was known and can feel the presence of God in their lives. Father, we ask it in Jesus' name. We don't want to be content with being holy huddle in here. We want to ask for your goodness to come to all people in right across the suburbs and right through this valley in the name of Jesus. Father, would you come? Father, uh, we believe that you have told us through the commissioning of Ezekiel 37 that there is going to be a moment where we need to speak to what is dead and to call it to life. And so, Father, today we look out upon this area and we say there is death, there is lack of life in people and people are suffering because of that. And so in Jesus' name, we speak to the bones of this city and we ask 
and we say in Jesus' Name, come alive. Come alive to God. Come alive to the presence of God. Come alive to the Holy Spirit. Find your greatest potential by being in Christ. Lord God, we ask in Jesus' Name that all people in this city to be saved for your goodness and glory. We ask in Jesus' Name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Turn to refer to Ezekiel 37. It's the valley of dry bones. And the Spirit breathed life in the dry bones once they had come together. And they rose up, an exceedingly great army. Mary's dream, soldiers that have been burnt, can live again by the Spirit of God. Not because you find a better church or different circumstances. You might have been burnt by a church. You might have been burnt by leaders. You might have been burnt by circumstances. But I want to tell you, you weren't burnt by Jesus. And if you get your focus back on Him, we're going to finish singing once again. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. If you haven't met Him, I'm going to invite you while we're singing this, if you'd come to the front, there'd be some people who'd love to pray with you and introduce you to Jesus. But more than that, I want every one of us to realize we have the presence of God in us. Wherever you go this week, you're carrying the presence of God. And you can release the Holy Spirit and the overshadowing power that is in Him. The wonderful thing about the power being in in Him is it's, it's not in me. I don't ever have to worry, do I have enough? Have I been holy enough? Have I been righteous enough? As if my... I have power or, or my righteousness have caused something to happen. That's just a lie of the enemy. It's in him and he's in us. Let's sing this as we finish.